Hey guys, welcome to the Bandemic Podcast brought to you by Kinsman. I am your host, Ray Ibada. Tonight on the show, we have Mr. Jose Felix from San Juan Underground. He's a guitar player from Puerto Rico. And tonight we're going to be discussing some amazing things about jazz, gear, and a few things that are going on in his life. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. Jose, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Hey. Everything's good. You know, a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Definitely interesting for musicians and, and, and people just in general. It's, it's crazy. But I can imagine, especially for musicians, the pandemic's having a big weight on you guys. Uh, we'll get to that. But can we first start with a little bit about your history and uh, how, you got, how you started playing? Um, you know, what, what is your history with music? Did you come from a musical family or... Well, uh, in terms of, all right, there's in my family, there are guitar builders. Whoa, nice. Not specifically player players, uh, but the, my great uncle and my uncle, my mom's uh, brother, they make uh, handmade flamenco and classical guitars, like really good quality guitars, you know. Crazy. That's nice, man. So you come from a musical family. Yeah. And my mother, my mother plays mandolin also. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. So where are you from? How do you, how do you get started playing music? Obviously you come from a family, but where did you, uh, where did you first <laughs> pick it up? Give All right. So um, I've, I'm 34 now. Uh, I've been, I started playing when I was eight. Okay. Uh, and this was in Puerto Rico. Uh, I remember just telling my mom that I wanted to be a drummer. Nice. And nobody taught drums like uh, there were no drum teachers okay. uh, back home. It's more they were more in the nineties, like more percussion and stuff like this. And and we went to the store uh, to the to the academy that had like a little music store in it, right? Yeah. So they tell me, oh, we don't have drum teachers, uh, okay. and I'm just in the store walking by myself, you know, seven year old, eight year old kid, and I see this red. Uh, electric guitar, like those, you remember those 80s super struts? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like a, it was like a big super strut with the little wings on the neck. And I'm like, oh, I want to play that. <laughs> and that's how that, that thank, thanks to the super struts. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So who influenced you to, or was there any musical influences that were like, oh man, that, that I saw that guy playing guitar and, and I want to do what he does. Well, at that time, what I don't remember clearly, my mom would tell me that I was asking her to play guitar when I was like four okay. because my uncle was playing and I was hypnotized, you know. Yeah. But what really got me, it was like one of those, it was maybe Jarabe de Palo. I, I don't know if you've heard about them, like a Spanish band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had started to be like like kind of big but in Puerto Rico, you know, they, okay. with all that, that Cuban uh music that they were putting in it and i just remember one of those solos they had in one of like in 1994 you know yeah one of those songs i just heard it and i remember just thinking oh like i want to do that sound what is that sound you know nice. i thought it was a saxophone at first but it, it, it turns out it was an electric guitar <laughs> well four years old you know it's forgiven right because at four we don't know we don't really know what's a guitar what's a sax we just know that's music and that's noise and i like that <laughs> Man, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. So did you did you play music throughout high school or middle school or anything like that? Or was it something that you just did outside of school? Oh, yeah, man. I was, uh, like, in my hometown, uh, I'm from uh, Bayamón, Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, and uh, I might be the only human being in Bayamón's history that uh, got, like, got my, I got my guitar confiscated in middle of class because I was playing. <laughs> Couldn't put it down. Yeah, and I was always I was always playing, and I was and I got into music like around eight, and like a year later, my brother wanted to be a drummer, so he started drumming, nice. and this is what I wanted to do all the time, right? And <laughs> my brother is almost is like two years older than me. Okay. So his friends, the the older kids, for me, you know, two years is a lot when you're a kid. Yeah. And they just started doing bands, and they started getting me into their bands. And, and I, I, like since I was like 12 or 13, I've been in, in little bands and stuff, you know. Nice, nice, nice. So did you study music or were, was it just, are you self-taught? What's your background with that? 
No, I I I, I studied music. I I, I studied music at uh, the Inter-American University of Puerto Rico. Okay, okay. Was what was uh, the focus? I studied performance. Oh, nice. So nice. Uh, popular music and jazz, jazz and Caribbean studies. Nice. So it's performance, and you know, back home, uh, that, that's one of the things that that thanks to that I kind of play well. But back home, if you don't, if you're not really good you're never going to make a dime playing, okay. you know, like everybody's so good and it's, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, competition, you know, and, and, and if you don't play good, nobody's going to pay attention to you, you know? I got you. Got so you. That, that is kind of like a thing that I like about back home, that competition stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 You have to, you have to be good or else you're nothing. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's good because that'll, you know, uh, because people say, Oh no, it's not a competition. Well, it is because it's a competition with yourself, you know, you yeah. Gotta, get better than you you know yeah so who are your who who were your idols or hero guitar heroes growing up oh that's a long 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 story we got time if we were yeah if you let me see uh well i when i started playing music i i like the like jarabe de palo like i told you yeah and then you know how all kids are you get into metal right (laughs) yes so I started like I my first the first album that I ever bought was uh, Kill 'Em All, nice like uh, by Metallica. I was and you know and, and so Kirk Hammett was a big thing, and then I remember him talking about other, other guitarists, and I just started, you know, I would get the guitar players and stuff and, and just read wh- who they liked and all this stuff. Yeah, and and I just kept searching and searching, and then I started listening to Motorhead, but then their guitarist was influenced by Richie Blackmore, but then Richie Blackmore by Joe Pass. So yeah, like it's a lot of guitarists. But if I were to say what changed everything, I was like a metalhead, right? And around like around ten or eleven, I was really. Like I had my concert shirt, like the same Rob Zombie, <laughs> dirty broken shirt, you know. Nice. And my brother gave me two albums. He gave me Muddy Banks of Whiskas. Like so it's like a live album by Nirvana. Okay, okay. He gave me that album, and he gave me uh, Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix. Nice. And one once I heard Electric Ladyland, I just you know. Like oh, that, I have I have to be better than him, you know. Like that, <laughs> that, that was my thing. I have to be better than that guy. Wow. You know, and, and he got me into that, and then consequently, then in in college, then everybody was showing me all these new guys like Kurt Rosenwinkel, yeah. which is one of the best guitarists alive right yeah. now. And everybody started getting into Joe Pass, getting me into Joe Pass, and once once you see Joe Pass. I just gave up. I'm yeah. like, I cannot be better than this guy, you know? <laughs> Especially with his thumb. It was just like, what is he doing? He did everything. And that's the thing. He, he played with his pig at first. It was really fast. You know, like he would do Donnelly with a pig really fast, everything really fast. And then he said, oh, I just started playing slower, you know, so I could do chords and accompany myself. And, it, and I'm just thinking, oh, and you say that slower and it's still really <laughs> fast with the song. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so was that, that was your kind of gateway towards jazz? Yeah, I would say that. And that was into jazz guitar, like, oh, like appreciating it, not really actually wanting to do it myself. Yeah. But just appreciating it and, like, giving up a little bit, like, all right, I got to take it easy. Like, this guy's too good. <laughs> but what really got me into jazz, like, to play it uh, was uh, this is a 1966 Miles Davis album, Miles uh, Smiles. Yes. That album, that's a, that has Footprints, like, uh, that, and that's a song that I always like to play, Footprints. I love that song. Yes. That's the album that I said, like, Oh man, you can play jazz and not sound like a like you know a kid thinking like yeah 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 oh, you can do jazz and not sound like a dork you know <laughs> and, and, and that's the album that that made me realize that like jazz c- could be like really cool you know yeah 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 so yeah. do you define yourself more as a jazz guitar player now or more as a just super rounded guitar player man if you ask me personally I just when I realized that I was kind of getting a bit good was when I started playing a lot of blues stuff. Okay. And people would say, Oh man, you, 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 Oh man, you're good. And, you know, and I still consider myself, if I were to say the best thing that I do would be blues, okay. you know, I don't do it a lot around, but because everybody does it already, but that's like the thing that 
I don't even, I, I can do it in my sleep, you know, but, nice. but jazz and stuff is just challenging and I enjoy it, you know, but I can just consider myself a guitarist, I would say. Nice. Because I, I like salsa, I like samba, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's so much music that I cannot consider myself like, oh, one thing, you know. Yeah. So who are your favorite blues guys? Blues guys? Yeah. Oh, I got the two. I got my two. You okay, know, okay. respect because I know there's a lot of them out there. I would say number one, Robert Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like and just being able to solo and, and sing that well and all of that stuff at the same time. That's the one that I say, Oh, I would like to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if I had to pick one, it would be Sunhouse. Would oh, be my nice. Nice. You know, Death Letter Blues, like oh, like I like it made me like, well, music can be this dark, like music that's not heavy, like just guitar, voice, everything acoustic, so dark and heavy. And it just amazes me. Yeah? Nice, nice, nice. So you studied, you studied music in school and uh, was it, you said it was just an all around just music program. What were you, what were your goals as far as like, were you going to be a working musician? Did you want to be a touring musician? Did you want to be a studio musician? Where, where, where were you at? Man, I, I, I was doing all of that since I was studying. So for me, it was really, you know, it, it doesn't sound as pleasant as I would like, but I just wanted to be the best. I just wanted to be better than all my friends that were studying with me. Nice. And it was always that thing. Like, I just wanted to be, you know, I, I just wanted to be better than everybody. You know, that that was in a healthy way, not, not in a, you know, in a selfish kind of way. Yeah, I just wanted yeah, to, yeah. Nice. So... So you're from Puerto Rico. How did you get to the coastal bend? That's a that's oh, a little that's, that's a little bit of a jump. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a so because of the hurricane Maria uh, yes. that hit Puerto Rico a couple of years ago. Yeah, we were like I me I, we were all living there, and you know as as you know everything got destroyed, and I left like a, a, a month or, so, or two later after it was so bad you know nothing mm. was happening like but like really bad stuff was happening like in the island you know yeah. in terms of you know the gas shortages and, and you know everybody was fighting for gas stealing gas even from the hospitals like oh, weird wow. you know like heavy so i went to to florida like for a month okay and i was there like for a month and i'm sorry florida i like florida florida is great but to like as a musician eh, it's like highways and malls you know it's so weird yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ali, the bassist from San Juan, we were playing in Puerto Rico so Ali calls me and says hey man uh, he had found in Corpus uh you know, he, 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 his dad is from Corpus. Okay. So okay. he said, Hey, we can go there and, and, and see what happens there. And we just got here and, and everybody was super great with us and, and everybody loved how we played and, and, you know, it just worked. Nice. Yeah, dude. Like I, I remember uh, hearing the band name around town and, and being curious and being like, Oh man, there's a, there's a combo here in town that's playing a lot. So how did you guys break into the scene as far as, because you guys play a lot. I see, I see the billboards everywhere and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. these guys are pretty, pretty uh, dedicated. So how did so you, I would say, you know, we, we have pretty faces, you know, so that helps. <laughs> and no, that's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> I, we, we, uh, so this, uh, I just went to Guitar Center. You know, you're a musician in a new town. Naturally, the first thing you're going to do is go to Guitar Center or <laughs> to a music store, right? Yeah. So I went to Guitar Center, and there was this guy there, and he told, and he, I played like five minutes, right? I just tried a guitar I played, and he said, oh, did you play nice? Like, uh, you can talk to these people. And it was like Vino Mio. That yes, was in, on yes. And he said, just go there. Dude, and we went there. There were some 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 kids from uh some some guys from from A and M playing jazz. So we we stood up and, and jammed like a song, and everybody loved it. And then we just from there we just got a we got a steady gig weekly there as soon as we started playing. Nice. Then like a couple of other places fell and 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 and, and but it, it, the, people like it, you know, people yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. it because there's a lot of places that you, you can just go and play jazz and, and you know, people are going to throw bottles at you if you start playing jazz <laughs> in some places, you know, but here people are pretty open. 
you know, in culturally, it, it's a pretty open, a pretty accepting, you know, uh, part of the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of diversity here. Um, so I've also seen you playing bass a few times. Are you a bassist as well, or is that just something that you do? To- that is that is my that is my second that that's my second instrument that I started. Because nice. uh, when you start in performance, you gotta have your primary. Then you pick whatever secondary instrument you want. Wow! But you also have a complementary piano, so you have to play at least three instruments. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and, and so that's the one that I picked because automatically, you know, you're a guitarist, bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I found out quickly that it's not the same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not in the jazz world. Definitely not in the jazz no, world. No, no, no. I give it up to jazz bassists, man, because that—that's another thing, you know. Yeah. So do you find that influencing your guitar playing? Like just thinking of where the bass oh, player yeah, is going? A lot. a lot. Nice. Like more, more than it should maybe, you know? <laughs> so do you get into like Charlie Hunter or the guys that do? Oh, please don't get me started on Charlie Hunter, man. That guy. <laughs> Dude, check out whenever you can, whenever you can. There's a performance of him uh, it's in, uh, in Portland, just okay. right. Uh, Portland PDX and, 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 and Charlie Hunter do that concert. Wow. That, that when I first, uh, because I had seen him when he came out like in, in the nineties and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then when he started getting like less complicated and started grooving and stuff, I was, uh, it's, dude, it's, it's just, he's a one man band and yeah. You know, you're the bassist and the guitarist for any band you want. That'd be amazing, you know? Dude, I love, um, on his Instagram, he has the uh, the tambourine techniques that he's working on. And he just kind of shows you what uh-huh. he's doing the tambourine. I'm like, this dude's a machine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he can just, he can isolate so much with his thumb and with his fingers and just all the way around. I'm just like, how do you... How do you disconnect? You know what I mean? Because these fingers are doing one thing, this thumb's doing another thing, and then he sings on top of it, and you're just like, oh, man. (laughs) If you ever have an opportunity, I have this friend. uh, He's from Jacksonville originally. Okay. He he lives right now. He he lives uh, a little bit south of Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. This guy's name uh, is Taylor Roberts. Okay. And he has opened for Charlie. uh, Wow. And this guy, it's the same, but he does it instead of the bass and guitar concept. He has like one of those seven string Benedetto, really nice, yes. you know, handmade. Dude, and that guy is the same as Charlie, but he does an interesting thing. He's, he does that, the, the Charlie Hunter thing, but he does like, he like covers that you would never imagine like somebody <laughs> that, you know, like, like he does Michael Jackson stuff. He does like Jamiroquai stuff. Like he does a lot of stuff and he's good. Nice. He does those arrangements, and he's pretty good. So, so you mentioned Benedetto, and I have to ask: Are you a gear guy? Do you like gear? Uh, you know, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a bunch of guys that are gear guys that watch the show. So oh, perfect. <laughs> We're the same tribe. Yeah. So let's geek out for a little while. Uh, tell me about your. Tell me about what you're playing, because I've seen you with. Uh, it looks like a Tennessee Rose. Ooh, that's good that you say that because that means you're a smart man, but you are mistaken. Oh, what is it? It's a weird, it's a, it's a Gibson country gentleman. Uh, when, when Chet Atkins switched to Gibson. Yes. So it's the L, like an L5. There, I, have it, I have it right here. The only thing that threw me off was that it has the red inlays, right? And it has the the layout, you see, of the has the same layout. Nice. And the little red, the little red thing is on it. Yes, man. Where did you find that? Tell us the story. Oh, how did I get that? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's. I'm so lucky. So in Puerto Rico, there's this uh, this this guy. Called uh, people call him Mundo, okay. Raimundo. <laughs> That's my name. And this guy, you <laughs> go to his house. Yeah, so Raimundo, they he he has so much gear, and he fixes gear and trades gear, you okay. know. And and uh, the, like thanks to him, I've tried like 1960s, 330s, and 345s. Nice. Like mean, like really nice guitars, really weird amps that you never see anywhere. Yeah. 
And I had this friend of mine sold me, sold me this really good guitarist called Eddie, Eddie Trugo. He, he sold me a, a Firebird. Okay. But he sold it, he sold it to me really cheap, like, for, like a brand new Firebird, like for 900 bucks, something like that. Nice. And, but that was when it was a bit more expensive, you know, now they're, they're everything, you know. Yeah, everything's uh, jumped. Uh, and I took that Firebird to, and I took the Firebird to Mundo and he told me, hey, I have a guitar that I would trade you for it, but it doesn't have a case. And I'm huh. like, oh, let me see it, you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, it doesn't have a case, shit. Yeah, what am I? <laughs> and, and, dude, and he brings out this guitar. And I just had my eyes open like, oh, man. And I just told him, hey, let's trade. I just wanted to trade it. I just didn't want him to change his mind, you know? Yeah. So I got that, and that's 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 the guitar I've played the most, I think. Like nice. that guitar. And my first good guitar is the one that I actually played the most. Which I have my first good guitar when PRS, like the custom 22s were like, you could make them like, uh, however you want it. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I want it with this and, and, and different measurements in the neck and they would still be less than 2000 bucks. Wow. <laughs> so I, I got one made like in 2001. Oh my gosh. And that, guitar, that guitar, I used it for years and years and years and years, but you know, then I was, you know, I wanted to be cool and, <laughs> and you know, I traded it for some. No. Like, yeah, dude. Like I, I'm such a asshole. I, I, I traded it for, <laughs> for like a Stevie Ray Vaughan Strat. Nice. Well, that's still a good one. That's still it a good. It was good, but then I realized, like, I look at this guitar with some other dude's name on it. You know, it's like, oh. <laughs> that is funny, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I see. So are you more of a hollow body guy, you know, just in general now, or, or do you say you gravitate to as far as guitars? It just it depends what I'm playing, what I, what I play, you know. Okay, like, uh, okay. Because I I also like I have the, I just got I, I went to Denver recently and got this Melody Maker, nice. really cheap, like one of those fifty nine reissues. Yeah. And I just I like I like Telecasters, you okay. know, and, and and I like I have like a a Fender, the hollow body Fender that's all weird. It's kind of looks like it melted. Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. Starcaster, I have one of those. Nice. Uh, I have a nice Telecaster that I'll tell you about later in private. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and and and, uh, and you know, and I like that. I just like I just like gear, man. It, it's you know, I like having amps and pedals and yeah. So what know. do you what are you playing as far as amps these days? Right now, I have a couple, uh, but usually I the 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 one that I the one that I like the most is. Uh, Gibson GA15, okay. Gibson, the gold tones with the gold yes. grill. Man, I haven't seen well, one of those that, in that, years. That. Huh? I haven't seen one of those in years. I like I told I went recently to Denver and I got that melody, that Gibson melody maker. Yeah. And I found that Gibson amp. I used to have one like 15 years ago, and I let it go <laughs> because I I was probably I don't even remember why. Um. And I found one for a really good price, man. And I got it. And I'm never letting it go. I'm never letting it go. That's the one? Time. That's the one. Yeah. Nice. That's the, and, and it's great condition. And, you know, the river is beautiful. And, and I just like that the knobs are on the back, on the bottom. Yes, 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 yes. So you see like a calf. So that's, that's beautiful. Man, that's cool. So it's a 112, kind of has this No, this, real... is, this is a 112 with a reverb. It's like an AC-15, but Gibson. So does it, is it the one with the Les Paul knobs, or is it the one with the gold plate on the speaker? The gold plate on the speaker. Nice. Just one speaker with the reverb. Yes. Yeah. Nice. This other one, is the one with the, I just, the single channel just has the volume, the tone knob, and a reverb. That's it. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So what pedals are you getting into lately? What's your What's your... What do you love? Because I remember I talked to you before this, and you were selling a an old Line Six, uh, the FM Four, the the purple one. Oh, dude, I was selling it, and then I guess I haven't used it in a while. I want to sell it, and I started recording some stuff, and I did a whole new song, like a whole song, just with that pedal. And I said, "Oh, I'm not selling this. I still have it." Yeah, that's what. <laughs> That is funny, man. That's awesome. No, I still have it. I have that. But like, yeah, I would say, yeah, man, the, the Capistan for me is very important. Nice. The, the Strymon. Yes. 
that's like that's the imperative delay and besides that if i had to have some like the three that i need like if i say oh i need this always if i could have my way you know yeah uh would be that delay just a pog just that the you know the the pog yeah. the electro harmonics polyphonic octave and the freeze that's all i really would nice. need so what do you yeah. use for like but I have a bunch of I have a bunch of pedals <laughs> now, you know how it is. Yeah, guitar players are kinda like hoarders. <laughs> so what do you use? Do you yeah, use over? I have I have I have back home whew, back home. I didn't bring it here because it's just too heavy, but I have a Soldano GTO, remember that pedal? Whoa, nice. They, yeah, yeah. Like the Soldano preamp. They used to be like three hundred bucks and people sell them for I don't even know how much. Yeah, those are kind of crazy. They sound great. Nice. They sound great. But the problem with them is that the power on them is not DC, it's AC. Yep. So it's a big cable. So if you put AC and AC through the same amp, it always has this ground on it. So that's why I really never use it. Crazy, man. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah dude. I remember those pills. They were huge. And they had. They weigh like. They weigh like 10 pounds, nine, <laughs> like nine pounds. It's like a less pole. It's like metal heavy. Imagine taking that on a pedal board. <laughs> oh, I can tell you, I, I used to do it. That's <laughs> awesome, man. That is insane. No, it's a, yeah, but they're, they're great. I, I love that pedal, but it's almost as big as my whole pedal board now, you know, with all the nano pedals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are definitely changing in the pedal board realm. So we had this... Uh, the segment in the show and we we call it what's in the box so i put something in a box and and i based it off just what i knew and what i heard about you and then okay. we wanted to get your your take on what's in the box so what i put in the box today was and it fits right in with what you said is i picked a pickup because it seems like your guitar collection has a bunch of different pickup styles and variations so what's your go-to yeah. pickup what do you like playing the most? Oh, if I had to, all right. So my my country gent has they're not the original pickups. Okay. They're sixty ninety tops. Oh wow! So those are my go-to. Okay, okay. So what? Yeah, I would say that, and I have either that. Like if I had to choose one thing forever for forever you know yeah it would, it would either be either be that the, like those like uh, late 60s paf yeah homeowners or man this gets complicated because i'm, I'm torn between two it's either like lipstick pickups like the electro lipstick pickups yes. or like uh, some really nice no caster telecaster pickups like you know like like a telecaster bridge telecaster neck that seat nice so those are like my favorite, like my two favorite. But I love P90s and I love everything else, you know. And I use everything, but but those are the ones that are unique, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I, and I used to have some years ago uh, one of the first Japanese duo jets. Okay. Okay. And those filter trunk pickups are beautiful, man. Like in between the the Telecaster and the and the PAF, I love that. Yeah. 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 So. I get okay. So, what do the what do the T tops give you? Like, what what sound is it that you're going for? If you could say like, oh, they sound like this and 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 this because it's, I have to, they sound like like the those last uh, West Montgomery albums. Okay, when he was when he was doing like the Beatles covers and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah that sound like that big sound and they sound bigger than any other guitar that i've had with the combination of, of the hollow body with that specific hollow body because it's not full hollow it's semi okay okay so okay it, it sounds really dark and i just like it like i'm like you've heard you've heard how i how i play i'm not i don't really go for a high high sound trebly sound i like the mid low sound the boomy you know yeah. i just like to fill out space yeah yeah yeah. how do you how do you um because you play with a bass player and a drummer most of the time right yeah. so do you aim for the mids since the bass is taken out or do you just crank the lows a lot no i don't crank the lows all of, well not on not on the gibbs on the Gibson is naturally low, so the bass I usually leave it like right on on, on noon. Okay. 
Um, depending on the amp, because, you know, like it depends on the amp. Like if I have a blues junior, so in the blues junior, for me, I find you just crank the mids on the, on the bass and turn the, the, the treble like to three, like really low. Uh-huh. And that sounds perfect, you know, nice, nice. Uh, because it's, it, it, it be, but it's because of the preamp it has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if I mean, I have this acoustic image, like the acoustic image, like the Pat Martino amp. Yes. And on that amp, I put it flat, but since the highs on that amp work different, they don't reach the K of, of proper Ks of, of the highs. Okay. You have to crank all the highs on it. Okay. And depending on the room, then you play with, I play with the treble, depending on the room. You know, if, it, if it's a really boomy room, then just take a little bit of means off. Yeah. And instead of raising the volume, a lot of people don't realize, you know, that they're playing and that you don't hear yourself as a guitarist. Oh, I can't hear myself. And you start raising the volume. Yeah. But you still don't hear yourself. That's because you need means. Like, that's where the guitar lives. So you, you still need those means because if not, you're just going to sound like a, I don't <laughs> know, like, a, like somebody's flushing a toilet bowl. You know? <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, you spoke about Pat Martino, so I gotta ask you when <clears throat> when your Gibson came out. That was also the year, I believe, that the Pat Martino model came out. Have you played? <sighs> have you checked out the the Pat Martinos? The Gibson dudes. Oh my god! <laughs> I, there's this guy back home that's like a Gibson guy, uh-huh. and he has all of them. And and I tried the Pat Martino. It has that the old school '30s '40s headstock, the small one. Yes. That guitar, it's just like this one, you know. It, it, it sound they sound very similar. That one, I would say, the pickups it brings have a bit more mid highs. These are a bit more mid low. Okay, okay. But man, it, it's it's. But you know how Gibson is. That's the thing with Gibson. Like out of every ten, maybe I like three. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. On a good day, you know. Because <laughs> I've, I've tried some. I've tried some 335s, man, that I've, I've played casino, like Epiphone casinos that are, feel better and are better made. They just depend, it's what they say, like, is it a Monday or a Friday guitar, you know? <laughs> like, the, the guy had to have a good time on the weekend, and then on Monday he went <laughs> to the factory, oh, I'm going to work great today. That's and then on Friday he's all sad, I want to go home, you know? <laughs> so if you get a Friday guitar, that's, that's what I mean when I say that. Yeah, dude, that, that makes complete sense. That makes complete yeah. sense because, you know, Gibson is a little notorious for being a little uh, up and down yeah. with, with a QC. Hey, they're surfers, man. They're quality surfers. <laughs> so, so what's on your what's on your radar? What do you what have you seen lately that you're like, I want to try that out, man? Try it out. I want to try those. Uh, what's the name? King of Tone. Have you seen the King of King of Tone amps? Uh, King of Tone. Uh, Tone King. Tom, I, Tom King is it? It looks like a TV, like one of those. Yeah, old TVs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw that, and it reminds me of the TV we I used to have growing up. Nice, like one of those old TVs that was like a fake wooden TV, you know. <laughs> and yes. I saw that, and I like I want to, I want to, I don't even want to try it. I just want to get it, you know. Like, like <laughs> this looks so nice. No, but I would say that. And besides that, I really want, like, what I really, really want in terms of like any gear. I would say that uh, it's it, it, either one of those, either the Rosewood, you know, that Ro- Rosewood Telecaster? Yeah. Yes, 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 like yes. The, like the Let It Be last concert on the rooftop guitar? Yeah. Either that or, you know, they're doing it now. That it, It's like the, that Telecaster is kind of like mint green with that neck on it. Okay, 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 yeah. I just want like a Telecaster with a, with the, all, all of it made out of Rosewood. They just... I, let it be just that album I let it be naked not the actual original one but yeah, the yeah, naked yeah. Person that I found that's one of the best guitar sounds ever caught on, on tape you know man those things are heavy heavy I've never I've never ha- I, I, I've tried the one with the rosewood neck not the rosewood body dude it's, but I have been told they're heavy but I've been like 12 pounds know. heavy oh. <laughs> A buddy of mine had one, and he was like, "Hey, man, trying to get rid of this guitar." And I, I grabbed it, and I almost dropped it because it was that heavy. But they sound beyond. They oh. sound unlike anything. Yeah, I just ran that. That 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 plugged into a 
in specifically into a silver face twin river okay yeah 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 drip edge Dude, that that's that's the one of the most pretty sounds it's just uh. <laughs> nice man well tell me about the band how did the band come together and how did i mean you told me a little bit about the drummer that you were playing with his dad lived in corpus and can't and you guys came and checked out corpus oh the bass yeah the bass oh the so, bass player sorry we but yeah, how did you? Yeah, uh, so it, it's uh, so I I used to play with the bassist years ago, but he was a drummer. Okay. And but this was years ago, and then he started playing bass. Coincidentally, because we kind of needed bassist, there were no bassist. Yeah. You know? And and it was it all happened because he got a gig somewhere. Okay. And it was like, hey, man, I need a band to do this gig. And I'm like, cool, so I'll get some friends, you know. Yeah. And we got some friends going, and the gig went so well, we just decided to keep on playing, you know. Nice. And, and, and it was perfect. So and then we, we just man, started playing in Puerto Rico a lot. And, but we had been playing all, like, for maybe all, a year. Like, we were going to hit, like, a year. Okay. And the hurricane came. Oh, man. And that, you know, a couple of, like, that couple of months that everything got kind of, you know. Yeah, turned upside down. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, and then we just, you know, we needed to do something. So so we just hit it even harder here because back home we were playing, but each of us were playing in different bands. Okay, okay, okay. So that this, we were doing this band specifically, like, for uh, one of the gigs that, that Ali was, was uh getting okay um it, it just kind of flew like uh, how do you say it uh flew your uh, it, it just kind of you know went with the flow like yeah. easier yeah and and it easy man you know how it is like sometimes you play with some people and it's kind of difficult but sometimes it's just really easy and you just keep doing it and it keeps mounting and mounting and it yeah works. so yeah. where where did the name come from san juan underground that's that's before we started playing. Uh, okay. So yeah, in, I used to live in. We all used to live in Old San Juan. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and uh, I have I have this friend that has a bar back home, and he he was telling me like, hey man, like uh, this Friday, uh, there's like if you want bring some friends and jam, play some jazz, you know. Like, uh, uh, you know, get you the, just play and I'll pay you and we'll have a good time, you know? Nice. And we, but then we started doing every Friday and then we started doing Friday and Sunday and people, and it, I would just always invite different friends. It was never like a band. Yeah. Like whoever friend I wanted to jam that week, I'll just come, <laughs> come you know? So different basses and drummers and pianists, like a bunch of people played, you know? And, and, uh, and people started asking, oh, what's the name of the band? Oh, yeah, the band is playing next Friday. Oh, I'll come to see you guys. What's the name? Everybody's asking, what's the name? <laughs> and I was like, oh, we don't have a name. And I got tired of explaining to people. Like, no, we're just jamming. I don't, I mean, it gets tiring to say the same thing over and over. Yeah. And we all lived in San Juan, you know. And we, like, individually, everybody was kind of part of, like, quote, unquote, the, the underground scene. So I said, okay. hey, we're San Juan Underground, you know. Nice. And, and the name just stuck. Nice. Nice man. So with with a with a hurricane kind of stirring things up, does it kind of feel like the same things happening right now with the pandemic? Yeah, it's see. This is the thing after after what happened with the hurricane. I'm this is not so bad. I I, I feel oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Compared to what we went through, like and what people go through after like a really bad hurricane, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a pandemic. Yeah, I understand. It's it's horrible, and socially we go crazy because we are social beings. But yeah, but man, we have we have electricity in the house. Yeah. We have water. We have food. We can get gas. We can drive wherever we want. Like with the hurricane, there's no food. There's no gas. There's wow. no power. Like there's no like even if you have your phone charged, like all the all the antennas went out, so you couldn't even oh, use wow. internet. Or, or you couldn't even like it took me like a month to find out that my grandmother was okay. Oh you know? my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, but you know it is the pandemic. It's just a, it's a social thing, you know. Like yeah, we we just gotta compromise a little bit, you know, and and because if if some some of these guys that you know fight against wearing a mask gets my mom sick. 
this is gonna be one of one less of those guys in the planet. You know? <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely, yeah. man. So, are you guys taking this time to write? Or I saw that you were recording with Mr. Alex, the man, Mr. Alex Hernandez, over there at. Uh, Ooh, Alejandro. Yes, yes, yes. We had him on the show. I love Alejandro. He's a great bassist. He doesn't say it, but he's actually <laughs> a pretty good bassist, man. Yes. Like, I didn't even know. He was like, yeah, man, I like this. Hey, yeah, yeah. Somebody then showed me a video of him playing. And I'm like, dude, you never told me you played bass <laughs> like that, man. Like, I, we would be playing a while ago. <laughs> so are you guys... Yeah, we, we, we've done some recordings with Alex. We, nice. we're, uh, we're also, like, doing some... Uh, ev- like, we all have, like, pretty decent equipment that we're uh, using to record and okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're uh, trans transatlantic, uh, you know... Collaboration right now because they uh, the guys were coming in July okay and they were gonna be we we're gonna do like like dates from July until October or November oh wow and but then the pandemic just changed everything all the gigs you know how it is yeah yeah, yeah. so are you the are you the main guy in Corpus or the are the guys in Corpus too I know your bass player is from Corpus oh, well, uh, I'm I'm usually more I, I spend more time in the states than the guys okay and I'm usually in between in between here in Florida and Puerto Rico but I'm I'm mainly here because I just you know uh I don't want to hear Bad Bunny or anything like all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a joke. That's a joke, guys. I don't like Bad Bunny, but I, I don't hate him either. You know? uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, but the guys are there. Uh, you know, it, it's like everything, depending on where we have the gigs. Well, that's where we are. Nice. But, you know, if there's not going to be gigs, I'd rather be here and be able to drive wherever I want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. So let me talk to you about. Yeah, we are working. We are working. It's a couple. Hopefully, before the year is over, it's either gonna be a really long album or a double album yeah. uh, that San Juan is releasing. Uh, the the goal right now is before the year is over, have the album out. Nice. That's the San Juan goal. Yeah. Nice. So how many uh, how many songs are the instrumental? Do you have guests or what's that look like? Oh, it's 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 a lot of everything. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot of everything. Yeah, like uh, like originally, like my like the real plan that I that we've been thinking about is having at least four albums worth of material before the year is over. Wow, that's a lot. You know, so there is there is a lot of material, and a lot of it is you wouldn't even guess it's the same band. You know. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. So are you doing that all with Alex? Or are you doing it partly uh, we, in your we, studio? We did some stuff with Alex, and now we're also just recopulating a, a lot of a lot of recordings we have. Okay, okay. To get the bulk of it, to just finish everything. Yeah. But we are like we we're recording wherever, like everywhere and nowhere at the same time. You're like <laughs> our houses and everywhere, wherever you get different sounds. I feel like it's like using different amps. The more equipment you have, and the more different studios you use, and the more different sounds, and it's not. You know, it doesn't get boring when you're listening to to a mix and suddenly you hear like, you know, the same amplifier with the same setting on yeah. every song. You know, like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear that. So you're you're planning on getting that out before the end of the year. Yeah. Nice. That is that is the the purpose of life right now. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So if you could have any musician play on your album, who would it be? Oh, any musician play on my album? Now, hmm. now it can be it can be somebody maybe that's not here, or maybe somebody somebody that's here. So it, it don't feel limited by they when have to be alive. About, are we talking alive or dead or just alive? E- either, alive? either one. Let's let's get, let's give me your top two: uh, alive or, or not alive. <laughs> Man, I would say my first uh, my first choice. Man, if uh, I would say if Jaco Pastorius were alive, nice. You record those bass lines with the fretless. Yes, that's just you know he's the only guy that that can do it, and you're like, oh, you know, he's not <laughs> imitating anybody. You know, yeah. I say that guy, and but definitely, definitely, definitely Miles Davis. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you get into uh, Mike Stern? One of those two. If it were like, if it were like for to recording, if I were gonna, if I was going to record, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one of those two. So, what was your favorite guitar player that played with Miles? 
Guess. Um, I'm thinking. Oh man, I I don't even know. My favorite is is Mike Stern because he was just that's your favorite. So, that's so my aggressive. Okay, okay. What's what's your first? I would say John Schofield. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that guy's that guy's. John crazy. Schofield for me is. I think John Schofield uh, that I have ever been able to experience, you know, and see, and he is the most complete guitarist that I would say has ever been. Like in terms wow. of, he can play any style, like he can play jazz, but then he has those albums with Medeski, Martin and Wood and it's funk. Yeah. And, and he can play funk, he can play blues, he can play heavy stuff. Just his versatility in terms of different styles of music. It's one of those guys that you say, oh, like you can say of him, oh, this guy's been playing jazz all his life. Or you can say, this guy's been playing blues all his life. But you can also say, this guy's a funk player all his life. You know, like, it's yeah. like he, he really three really good guitarists in one, you know, and he, he's the one that I would say that I, I aspire more to be like. Yeah, actually, this podcast is named after uh, John Schofield. Because when it's when the when the pandemic happened, he put out um, a YouTube called Bandemic, and it was just a live, you know, uh, recording of him and his friends doing some songs. And they did con- oh. they did country songs. They did like some really out there, you know, jazz and and I was yeah, like, yeah, that's right. And country, you believe he's a country player, <laughs> but then he does jazz, and it's like, dude, how good is this guy? Like how. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, if he is, like, because, like, what I told you about Joe Pass, technically, he's the most impressive for me, but yeah. my personal favorite that I would say, oh, man, this is the guy, is, is Schofield. Like, no, there's no way. Yeah. You know, either him or John Abercrombie, you know, like oh, that type. Oh, man. Yeah, John Abercrombie. Yeah, like yes. that dark stuff, you know, like that meaty, like, ah. Yes, yes. So let me ask you this. You've been around Shout the coast. Shout out to John Schofield. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the name, John. <laughs> so so if if you were to tell a young musician, hey, man, you want to be a guitar player, you need to work on this, what would it be? <sighs> Timing. Timing. Okay, okay. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Practice with a metronome, please. <laughs> Until you stop hearing the metronome. Whoa, yeah, nice. I would say that, and at least, because I know how kids are, it even happened to me, oh yeah, I want to play, but then the whole weekend you're just off playing and doing other stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I would say at least, if you could at least practice 50 minutes a day, okay. like practice, like really practice 50 minutes a day with a metronome. And, and, but, and start at 35. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you can't play, play slow, why are you going to play fast if you can't even play slow, you know? Yeah. And that's all. And you, you know how it is. Uh, like, that's a big problem. Like timing, like people drag in and go back and, uh, and it's even worse when they just keep slowing down, slowing <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah man yeah 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 so what are you working on these days what's what's something that you're like you know working on with your guitar playing oh so, well right now all that uh the chord melody stuff okay yeah yeah, yeah. so you play uh, with a pick you know, trying, trying. no hand like i i play with both i usually hand and and the nails at the okay. same time like the pick and the nails yeah but for the for for that like the joe pass type of stuff just the hand, you know, Man. just trying to imitate him. You know, you, you can't go wrong trying to imitate him. Yeah. Like but he's so fast. Like I, I can't like, even I've seen videos and just his hand by itself is faster than my pick plane. <laughs> and, and, and he, he does the picking, but some, and he, so he's, he's going like that. Okay. Okay. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, so let me ask you this: like, in the coastal bend, what do you see that's that's kind of happening right now? Like, are musicians like, uh, you know, working together, or do you see like, you know, kind of little bubbles of people? What do you see happening in the coastal bend, music-wise? Well, I think. Uh... 
I think what's happening now is all the after the pandemic before the pandemic it was a bit more little groups and stuff yeah but now like the better musicians are kind of like getting together you know and it's kind of cool because you know some music is gonna happen you know a lot of music is gonna be done this year in corpus and there's a bunch of people working you know i i'm not supposed to say some but but there is a lot of people working and it's gonna be really good Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. But yeah, it's it's just cool. Like it's it's weird, man. It's a weird place. It, it, Corpus is a weird place, you know. Like it because you get that duality. Like people trying to start out, but then you have this these people that nobody knows who they are, and they're like, whoa. Yes. You know? Well, yeah, that's what kind of what we're doing with the podcast is we're trying to expose Corpus to the people that are playing music and just kind of like, you know, open their eyes to like the there's monsters here in town. We were talking um, yesterday to Alex and then to a few other people there from, you know, Corpus Christi. And a lot of people don't know that they're just monsters. There's monsters on every corner. There's a bunch. There's really, really good players. Um. And you know it, it, it's starting like just the, just the the people just gotta back each other up, you know. Yeah. And I try to do that, you know, with my friends. Like if they're playing, try like people try like if you're a musician, try and go see them, because then you know how musicians are. They complain that nobody comes see and see me, but dude, you gotta go see them, you know. And, yeah. And them up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you see yourself in in the next two or three years as a as a band or and as a as a musician? Man, like I've been doing this all my life, you know. So it's a daily. I I just see it's a very complicated question to answer, you know, <laughs> because you know you you never know what can happen, you know. But I see I just see a lot of music. It's, it's all I really see, you know. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully after this pandemic, we can we can get out more, you know what I mean? And, and, and kind of, you know, travel a little bit more and, and, and get to see, you know, more venues and more stuff like that start to open up right now. There's not a whole lot of venues open in Corpus because of, of everything that's going on. But I saw you guys at the exchange the other night, right? Yeah. There's some places. Let me see the exchange, uh, poor like Giri's is bringing some bounds out there. Uh, Besides that, let me see. There's some places that are doing like it's less people, like a cinnamon shores in between, like three six one halfway to Poré. Okay, okay. They're doing some some stuff there. Actually, I'm playing tomorrow there at that restaurant, Lisabella's. Okay, okay. It's like a duo jazz guitar thing. Nice. You know, uh, things are slowly opening up. You know, and there's some stuff like uh, some stuff uh, that uh, we're doing in Victoria next month. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But it's like little pockets, you know, like, but the places that are open are open, but, but, you know, like half the places are not like more than half of the places are not open, but, yeah. you know, slowly, slowly, you know, it, it'll, it'll, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully get back to normal. Well, man, dude, like, is there anything you want to cover that we haven't covered uh, in the, in the interview so far? Anything that you like to talk about? Uh, let me see. Uh we talked about uh, decent stuff. Uh, what? Well, let me see. I would say, hmm, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, all of these uh, pandemics. I would like to know your your. Yeah, like, well, I mean, you know, the band hasn't been able to play, so we've been recording, and uh, and you know, I I got to a point where I was just like so thirsty to be creative that I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> and so, and so literally we've been doing podcasts, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know, man, I like to err on the side of caution, you know, like I don't go out very much and, and I just kind of take it every day slow. And, and if it happens and we get back to normal faster, that's fine. But if we don't go back to normal faster, I'm totally okay with that because I'm really kind of, um, uh, I can be inside for 20 days and not realize it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I, I like staying home. I like, I like staying. And I've bought so, like, I've bought so much gear in the pandemic. It's, <laughs> it's, 
It's actually been nice. It's weird because it hasn't been that like it, it hasn't treated me bad at least you know thankfully yeah you know in in terms of of you know of, of being able to generate you know uh, currency for myself you know yeah yeah, and yeah. I was like uh, do, do you mind if I ask you another question no go ahead man go ahead okay like uh, uh, what do you think because this is a, a thing like for example in June this is this is a, in June uh, I played uh, exchange uh, exchange right yeah and and uh, the guys from Argitos backed me up okay to, to do a gig and like a week later almost all of us were sick oh wow you know we got sick it was it, you know thankfully like it was all mild we all got mild cases and stuff okay okay we got it back like around June and uh and some like a lot of people got upset, like, oh, you guys were playing, you know, like you guys went out to play and you know, you know how it's normal to get upset. I understand. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the bands that are, are playing right now? What, what, what do you think? Like if I were to ask you your opinion on what do you think about that? Like yeah. the bands that are playing right now. So um, our drummer, uh, Connor Church, he's in Austin right now. And uh, he's he's playing. He's a he's a working musician. He's a professional musician. He's he's toured the world or definitely the country, and he's playing. And you know, man, I have so many friends in Nashville, and they're playing and they're touring full time. And the only thing about it is, hey, man, be as safe as you can. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if if you have to do it, if you have to put food on the on the table. I can, mm-hmm. I'll never fault you for putting food on the table because a lot of people have families. A lot of people have uh, commitments and stuff like that. And it's just like, hey, be safe. Care about the other people just as much as you do. You know, wear your mask and, and try to be cool and uh, and do what you got to do. You know what I mean? I'm never going to fault somebody for, for taking care of themselves, you know? <laughs> no, I, I get it. You know, and, and, and it's like, like, even if people get upset, I understand everybody has the you know, the, the, the right to feel how they need to, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and, oh, I wanted to say this. I, I, this weekend, this weekend we're going to, I'm going to be recording with Nargitos. They're actually going to do an EP. Nice, nice, nice. And and I'll be playing with them, and and it's going to be cool. We're going to be recording with them. So I'll, I'll, I'll like, once some stuff is recorded, I'll send it to you. Yeah, And from yeah. the San Juan stuff also, I'm, I'll send you some stuff. And uh, hey, and for, you you have been you, you're from Corpus, right? You've always been like you're a local from Corpus. I'm from Kingsville, which is thirty miles. Oh, Kingsville over there, is just a, a suburb <laughs> of, of Corpus. We're kind of weird and 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 uh, culty in Kingsville. <laughs> no, but but I've been told that Kingsville has the best music program down here. Oh yeah, from Kings. Texas A and M. Yeah, like, so like the really nice musicians that I've met from the area, like jazz guys. Yeah, they they like the young kids, like the, you know, in their early twenties. They they they're they they have been studying there, so it is a pretty. Yeah, like, there's something in the water in Kingsville that makes musicians play better. You know. Well, dude, uh, believe it or not, we talked about that with a bunch of musicians like Alex and Nick Garcia and Austin Skinner. Um, you'll see you'll see him on the podcast, but. We're all from Kingsville, smaller towns, and what we found, or what at least we're discussing, is in the smaller towns, you have nothing to do, so you just play. And I, I'm from Kingsville, and I played in jazz bands from sixth grade uh, through five years of college. So I, I got to play in the, the jazz bands in Kingsville for you know five-plus years, and we got to travel and, and you know just got to do some big jazz festivals. So like, there's nothing else to do you know (laughs) so it's like man let's just play music you know what i mean and 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 it was it was awesome but i'm really glad you said that because that makes us all feel good makes us all feel proud to be there and to have been through that program because yeah man not many people know that the jazz program in kingsville is crazy and it's just getting bigger just getting bigger uh usually now if if the guys from san juan are not here I play with with this bassist. Uh, you, I don't know if you know him, Art Fonseca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young kid plays upright bass, man, and and that kid, he just graduated, and he plays great, man. And yeah. it's, it's you know like one of those musicians you just sit down, you don't even have to rehearse, you don't have to worry. All right, yeah, I'll just <laughs> I'll just tell you where we are and we're good, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, yeah. It is good, and everybody like the the, the better 
musicians I'm, I'm tell, like the, the, the ones that I met and I'm like oh man this guy you know they like at least 85% of them tell me they're from they went to A&M Kingsville <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. just like Puerto Rico you can't be bad you gotta be good exactly. or you're nothing <laughs> yeah if not you know just go somewhere that there's no people <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude. So, where can people go to find you online? Where, where's, what's the best place to find out where you're playing and and how to how to get in touch with you? Uh, you guys can check the, the San Juan Underground Facebook page. Okay. Uh, because right now we're we're working on like a one of uh, like uh, an internet page that you can just get all the music right there. Like, do the you know easier for people to get everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. still working on that, so it's proper, you know, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you can find there, or you know, my my. Uh, my Instagram, I, I, uh, it's uh, Felix Encuerdas, Felix on strings, but in Spanish. Okay, okay. Uh, Felix Encuerdas, you can, you can check it out there. And besides that, uh, you can just call me. Nice, <laughs> nice. We'll put your number at the bottom, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm also... Uh, I, I'm doing collaborations with musicians from Puerto Rico, so I'm doing also a lot of recordings there. So in in my Instagram, you can see like everybody that I'm working with and etc. All that stuff. Nice man. Well, we'll we'll link all of that at the bottom of the page so that everybody can go and, and find you on the on the internets, stalk Perfect. you and and check out your gear and stuff. <laughs> hey, just don't just don't steal anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, man, thank you so much for being part of the podcast, man. We'll definitely have to get you back for part two, and we'll we'll get get a little more nerdy with a uh, with guitar. But, dude, thank you so much for being oh, part yeah, of this, dude. No, I'll show you all the toys, and we'll have fun. <laughs> man, thanks so much, dude. We'll catch you real soon. All right, bro. Be safe. All right, bye, guys. Thanks for watching the Bandemic Podcast. We hope you enjoyed that that episode, and we'll see you again next week.